Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We preview the Auburn men's basketball season on the special edition of the Uptempo podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family, man? Hope everybody is good. And the time has come, Blake. You know how much I love it, dude. It is time to start some hoops, brother. Auburn basketball is back. Facing off Tuesday night. We're recording this on Monday. Facing off tomorrow night versus the Baylor Bears up in South Dakota. Friday night, Southeast Louisiana. We'll be coming to Neville Arena for our first home game of the year. Blake, how are you doing tonight, man? And how excited are you for basketball? I'm ready, Dustin. A lot of a lot of high expectations, and I'm doing well, brother. Uh, I'm I'm glad to be here tonight. Um, uh, just a lot of excitement around the basketball program. Bruce Pearl uh, having fun today, getting on the airplane and everything, uh, headed to South Dakota. Uh, the you know the sweater around the neck and everything. They look relaxed, man. They look relaxed. Uh, everything looks like this team uh, is gelling together. This team is having fun together. That is the stuff that you want to see. We know Bruce Pearl and and just uh, what a player's coach he is, right? And he lets his guys have fun. He gives his guys freedom uh, to really do whatever they want, you know, on the court. And uh, and I think that's why kids love to play for him. And I think that's how you reel kids in, like a, a Jabari Smith, and you go get a Walker Kessler. And now you in in this year's class, you you got the the Aiden Holloway kid, right? So um, th- there's a lot of high expectations and and a lot of preseason buzz that this Auburn team could be competing for an SEC championship. Uh, and, and I think that's where Auburn should be. Dustin is competing for championships and titles. Uh, and Bruce Pearl has brought that to Auburn and, and you see it every year uh, when they bring in people uh, when, when teams come in like Kentucky and, and uh, you know, the, the Pearl jam and the jungle fever and all that, you know, they're camping outside and, uh, Bruce and, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but last year it was Harson, like trying to hand out pizza, but this year it might be Hugh, you know? Uh, so, yeah. uh, you just see the buzz uh, around Auburn university and, uh, it's exciting, man. 
Yeah, he got out there at the end of the basketball season last year and did some stuff, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, man, the uh, I think the important thing that you said there, Blake, was you used the word expectations. And it's just fun and refreshing for Auburn basketball to be in a place where expectations going into the season, right? Because um, <laughs> I, I come from the days, man, and, and I know that you were watching back in the day as well where – just getting any kind of SEC win was reason to be cel- you know, celebratory. And uh, they, they didn't come off the back in the dark ages of Tony Barbie. And even before that, man, we had, we had some things going on for sure. So this is nice. This is refreshing. And I'm really excited. And we'll start here, Blake. You mentioned Aiden Holloway. And, uh, you know, coming, we had two years of Wendell Green running points. So this will be looking a little bit different for us. And our guy Trey last year. Uh, you asked me before we started recording if I thought Trey started, and mm-hmm. I do. Then, so we'll start there. I do think that Trey starts uh, the beginning of the season. Now, as we get into SEC play, I'm not sure if that's going to hold up. And you, you know, and our listeners know that I love Trey Donaldson just about as much as any athlete that's at Auburn right now. He, he might actually, him and Bobby Pierce are in competition to be my and for my favorite. But um. I think, man, after watching, after going up there uh, Ole Miss weekend and watching the live scrimmage, dude, and uh, I hope it wasn't just one of the situations where Aiden was hot, but obviously he's highly touted, and I don't think that was the case. Uh, he just balled, man. He just balled. He's on a whole nother level. A Trey looked good, uh, but they have a different skill set, and that's kind of the thing that excites me about it, dude, is like you can kind of run with mismatches here. You can kind of you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. So let's say that uh, – let's say that Trey – Maybe maybe Aiden is your best point guard as the season goes on, and Denver Jones is your best shooting guard. But maybe maybe both of them need the ball a certain kind of way, right? Like maybe because Trey is better setting you up, right? Trey's more of a true point guard than Aiden's more of a guy that's looking to shoot. He's looking to fill it up because boy, like I said, open scrimmage he lit it up from deep, and something we'll get into. We really need this year from this team. Um, but let's say that Trey, it's just you have a lot of versatility at this guard position, and maybe Trey works better with a guy like Denver, or or maybe he doesn't. Maybe him and Aiden do. I'm just I'm just making the point that you have options here when you have two different guys that can do two different things, and maybe the game's going a certain kind of way, and you say, okay, I think Trey can attack this mismatch, this defense, or maybe I, okay, I think Aiden can eat versus this zone defense, you know, in this situation. So that's kind of what excites me here is you're not it's not a situation like we maybe saw last year where it's Wendell goes out and then it's all right, KD, you got to run point, right? Like where you just didn't have a lot, like they kind of did the same thing. They were the same body style. You have two guys here that two do, do very different things. And I think that gives Bruce a lot of options to play with. Yeah. And, and uh, Aiden, it, look, I'm excited uh, about Aiden, right? Uh, I, I feel like you're going to get a, a Jared Harper type player, a guy that can hit it from anywhere on the court. And I feel like that's what Auburn's kind of been lacking. Uh, they've been lacking that 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 shooter at that position, right? At that at that one spot. So uh, I know the defense needs to improve, but I feel like he's I feel like he takes chances on defense, and uh, and you know I'm okay with that. We know what Trey can do on defense, uh, and and you know going into the, into the the matchup tonight with Baylor and everything, uh, I just don't know how much Aiden plays coming off the foot or ankle or whatever need to rush him. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, even if you lose this game, you're going to be okay. Right. Um, you know, the RPI and everything like you're, you're fine. Uh, you play them close. It'll actually be a credit for you. You'll get credit yeah. just for playing them close and playing the game itself. Yeah. I mean, l- look at what happened last year. 
All right. Look, we played so many close, right. valuable games that all you had to do was beat Tennessee and you're in the tournament. And right. you actually got a higher seed than what you thought you were going to get. Right. So um, a lot of people were saying that Auburn was going to be a 10 seed. Maybe so I heard some people say an 11 seed, maybe find themselves in a play in game. Right. And then and you ended up, uh, you know, playing that Iowa team and everything. And uh, so that, I think that's why Bruce schedules these these tough non-con uh, schedules, man. Is because you want to get a you want to get a guy like Aiden in there and throw him, you know, throw him in there and see how he responds. I think he's going to do a hell of a job. Uh, I'm excited about the shooting of this Auburn team, uh, and and if Trey Donaldson shoots like he did at the end of last year, Dustin, yeah, I mean. How are you? Remember last year we couldn't. We struggled to score eighty points. We yeah. struggled to score eighty points. It was <laughs> rare, rare for Auburn to score eighty, and we lost games because of it. We we're just so bad from the three point line, man. Yeah, and the free throw line. I hope yeah, that's another thing that improves. Yeah. Uh, our free throw shooting has to improve this year. I think bringing a guy uh, in like Aiden, I think that will help. Um, a guy like Denver, I think that helps. Chad Baker, Mazzara, I think that helps. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Bruce killed the transfer portal. I'm sorry, my buddy Levi, he's back here. Hack. Uh, but I think Bruce killed the transfer portal, man. And it starts right here with these two guys at the guard position. Um, because you made a great point, Dustin. When you don't, you you don't really have to rely on KD as much this year to, to throw him into the fire, bringing the ball up the court in situations where he really wasn't comfortable in last year. Uh, I think, I think this Auburn team has a little depth uh, in ball handlers this year. Yeah. And I love Zeb Jasper and I love the defense that he brought, but there was just times where you just weren't getting anything offensively from him. Um, and his men, his minutes and important games kind of dwindled. So it's refreshing to see some new guys in there at guard, man. And I'm excited for this. And obviously Trey was here last year, but a big step, a much bigger role for him this year. And I certainly think it's ready for, he's ready for it. And boy, when you took him out of both of those tournament games, it looked a lot different. And um, I think that he, he really got hot. I go back to the Bama game last year. He played very well on the road. He really played great for the majority of the games down the stretch last year when we needed him going into the tournament. So I'm excited for Trey. And uh, let's move over here to the shooting guard, dude. Uh, Denver Jones, Katie Johnson, and Leor Berman. Katie's third, uh, third year in the program. Our guy Leor coming back on scholarship. And then Denver Jones, a guy coming in from FIU. This is the guy to me that is probably going to be one of the more crucial, if not the most crucial player on this team. Um, we need Denver Jones to shoot the three ball from a high percentage. We need Denver Jones to shoot the free throw, uh, three free throws at a high percentage. We need Denver Jones to get to the rack strong and be physical. We need Denver Jones to be at, at least uh, above average defensively when we're going up against guards that are 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". That has certainly beat us. Uh, down the stretch these last couple of years and Blake hammered that home last year about just going up against these big teams, these physical teams. You go to a, a road environment like Fayetteville, man, and you go to a place, you know, in Tuscaloosa and you, and you go to a place in Knoxville where you just, it's tough, man. You need big guards in some of these games. When you get into the tournament, you better have a big guard or, you're only gonna you're only gonna go so far. You certainly ain't touching Sweet Sixteen Elite A. You ain't getting nothing with a nickname. Yep. You ain't getting nowhere with a nickname if you ain't got a big guard. 
And um, I think that obviously a 6'4", 205 guard in Denver, man, I think this guy, Blake, is so critical to this team's success. We need him to average around 14 to 16 points a night, somewhere in there, and he needs to be efficient. Denver needs to be a guy that we can count on. And um, and it, I think it's going to have to be either him or Aiden in those late games where it's like, all right, man, I need a bucket. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I need a three, man, I need Denver Jones to be that guy that I can count on. And uh, we need him, Blake. He, he's going to be a big part of this team. And if we want to do the things that we want to do this year, Denver Jones has got to light it up. I am 100% with you on this and and look the 64205 another thing that I think Auburn has been missing um and and look one thing I like to look back to I like to always look back to last year right because I think Mississippi State uh kind of gave a recipe to the rest of the league on how to shut down Auburn's guard play uh, if you remember we were up big on Mississippi State last year and what did they start doing Dustin uh, we brought it across half court, all right, and they started trapping. Uh-oh, buddy. Um, they started trapping us. Uh, and when Wendell couldn't step through uh, and, and, and get the pass out immediately, man, uh, we struggled. And, uh, and I think the rest of the league caught on. And now Denver Jones, that first step is crucial in my opinion. 6'4", big body, got linked to him. Uh, he's he's somebody that can beat you on that first step. You remember Texas A&M last year, Dustin? Um, I felt like their big guards beat us off the dribble. Uh, they, they were they were getting to the rim on us in they our been house. Us for a couple of years with that now. They've, they've been beating us consistently that's, doing that. That's true. In our house. Uh, what, beat us by, what, 18, 20 last year in our I crib? I remember. They took it to us. Uh, yeah. And uh, so – I also need from Denver is the shot making. Um, I I gotta have him shooting uh, forty plus, man. Like yeah. like I, I we have to have that if we want to be successful. Um, I I just feel like this kind of reminds me of I'm not gonna say you know a, a Bryce Brown type shooter um, because I mean that was magical what that kid did. But um, if you could get something similar, you know. Uh, yeah. Just relatively close. Uh, I, I think this Auburn basketball team could be special, man. And, and I think it takes a lot of heat off of KD. You know, it, it, KD might not. Uh, remember last year when we were we kept harping on KD, slow down, slow down. You don't have to be that guy. You know, um, I think this could take a little heat off of KD. And towards the end of the year, he started finding his shot. Uh, maybe stop being a wild man a little bit. Like I know we love to say he's our psycho, but sometimes it gets a little too psycho, right? Uh, yeah. Slow it down a little bit. Pick your shots. Take your shots. We still want you to shoot, but I feel like Denver could take a little stress off of KD and KD kind of not have to uh, press to maybe put up 15. Um, yeah. So, And as far as Leor Berman, man, look uh, – <laughs> Leor is going to make a shot or two. He might get absolutely cooked on defense, <laughs> uh, but he's going to make a shot or two. He'll get he'll get a couple minutes. Man, he's a hustler. He's a grinder. Uh, and and I'm cool with guys like Leor getting minutes because um, he, he he's going to work his ass off, Dustin. And and I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, you put him out there with your best offensive lineup, in my opinion. Put yeah. him out there with your best offensive lineup that way. If anything he can, you know, anything that uh, he lacks can be made up for. Uh, but get him some shots. So yeah, Leor's going to get some minutes. He's going to knock down some big buckets for sure. And for KD, man, uh, I like your point about Denver taking some pressure off of him, knowing his role, knowing that he's playing the two guard for the most you know, for the most part, mm-hmm. and uh, he's coming off the bench. And I like KD off the bench. I just do. I think it brings yeah. you a lot of energy. We'll get down here in, uh, in a minute to some of the. Uh, the three and four spot. I really like our bench and I love a guy like KD coming off that bench, kind of being the leader of that bench and bringing that juice when the starters mm-hmm. come out. Cause it's like, all right, starters come out, you know, and let's say that Denver was lighting you up and he needs to come get a breather. And now you got this crazy dude in your face, literally, <laughs> literally screaming at the ball after he steals it and lays it up. He's screaming at the ball as you're trying to check it in. So uh, it's a lot to deal with, and I love. Uh, we all love KD. I love having that off the bench, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for the two spot, man. I'm excited for everything that we got and all five of these guards that we just mentioned. Uh, I think that this is going to be – when you talk about Bryce Brown and Denver Jones, you can, like you said, man, you can never ask somebody to do that, to duplicate, you know, one of the best shooters in Auburn history, if not the best. But uh, if you can give us something of that, and then you can get something of, like you said – Jared Harper ish from Aiden Holloway, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, and maybe if Trey plays that backup, you know, that McCormick type role, um, I think he'll get a little bit more minutes. I think he's a little bit of a better player, but still. Um, but on that Aiden and that Denver man, yeah, because like you said to open, Bruce gives them the freedom. Yep. And the problem these last couple of years, in my opinion, is you got inconsistent shooters with freedom. Yep. So some nights logo wins, logo win, right? And some nights he's go, he's not logo win. And it's okay for it's it's okay for shooters to have an off night, but two out of three nights being off maybe is not or, or you know it's that's not it that's yeah. not it and so consistency, uh, especially shooting the ball efficiently and being effective from deep from uh, the guard spot is going to be what I think is going to be a big change in what we've seen in the last couple of years and I expect it to look something similar to that that backcourt that we obviously all love that made that final four run. And that'll be fun to see because in this Bruce Pearl system to see guys with their freedom actually knocking down those shots at a consistent rate. Moving on to the small four position. Very interesting here, Blake, between uh, our guy Chris Moore returning for another year. I feel like he's been here forever. And then newcomer Chad Baker Mazzara. Uh, Chad Baker, man, I, I watched him at the at the open scrimmage, and it was a kind of a Swiss Army knife type deal. He just did a little bit of everything, and that's funny because that's kind of what Chris Moore does as well. So I think this will be, again, like uh, the point guard I talked about, this gives Bruce options, man, to do different things. I think Chad Baker's more of the scorer here, Blake, and Chris Moore is more of the kind of guy that's going to get in there, get the hustle, get the defense, get the rebounds for you. And and Chad does that. I mean, they're they're really similar in a lot of ways. Um, The Offensively, they're a lot different in the way that they're looking to score, and Chad is – Chad's more uh, scoring-minded than Chris Moore is. But uh, I like this, again, because it's versatility. You can match up. I don't – I I anticipate that if Chris Moore starts versus Baylor, that, again, as the season goes on, similar to the point guard thing, I think Chad will take over. But Simo was balling before he got hurt last year. And then once he got hurt, he tried to get put back in the rotation, and it just never really got picked back up for him. But he was doing a lot of good things for this team before he got hurt last year. So, uh, again, I'm very comfortable here with Bruce just kind of sitting back and saying, either way, I think you can do a lot of things based off of what your your opponent, and you can kind of – the mismatches, and you can just kind of play to 
um, what the opponent's doing with these two guys here. Yeah, you know, we were big on Chris Moore last year uh, before he got hurt. Uh, we thought he was in on the in on the glass, getting boards for this team, doing the dirty work, uh, the stuff that was necessary for you to win games. Uh, and then he went down, and like you said, he just could never really get back right. Uh, but my my big thing here is adding Chad Baker Mazzara. That was a San Diego State team that hated to lose him, and you got to think if they had him last year. I mean, look, they played in the national championship game. If they would have had him last year, boy. Uh, and and now he's at Auburn. You know, he, he stepped away a little bit. What did he go, Juco, and then and then come to Auburn? Um, so he, he, he comes to Auburn, and you've got a 6'7 guy. He's deadly in the mid-range. They, they, they say he can play a little defense. Um, but he like you said, he can do a little bit of everything, Dustin. Uh, but those mid-range jumpers, the pull-up, Free throw line, get there, find your shot, raise up, bang. Uh, the kid's money, man, and I think that's just going to add another element to this Auburn offense that's going to be really difficult to stop for teams. Uh, the scoring should be elite for Auburn this year. I, I would be surprised if we struggled to get to 80 in a lot of games like we did last year, Dustin. Look, uh, we struggled with length last year and we struggled with shooting. And let's just say right here, the three positions we've gone down so far, let's say Aiden Holloway starts at 6-1, and he's a better shooter than what you had at point guard last year. Yep. Denver Jones starting at shooting guard at 6-4. He's bigger and a better shooting guard than what you had last year. And then Chad baker Mazzara starting at six foot seven, very long, a buck 80, and a better shooter than what you had at the three spot last year. So <laughs> it looks like. You know, Aiden getting uh, acquired from high school and then Denver and Chad from the transfer portal. Bruce was looking at it all year and saying, I know what I got to do. I know what I got to do. And he went into the offseason and did it. And, Blake, you remember I said in the middle of a losing streak, I think Bruce going to blow this thing up and bring in about four to five new people, and this team's going to look a lot different last year. And, boy, did I get drugged, just got drugged. Dustin, there's no way that Bruce would say goodbye to Yoan Treor after one year. There's no way he would give up on a guy like Chance Westry after one year. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And we won't get we won't get into this tonight, but uh man, how long did Hugh Freeze let that bull crap go on offense before he stepped in there and said, get out the way, I'm calling plays. Look, man, Bruce Bruce Pearl's a competitive dude, man. He's a competitive dude. He saw what we needed in the offseason. He went in there and he got the guys. Uh, so I'm really excited for the small forward spot as well. Uh Chad Baker is gonna be fun. It'll be interesting to see who is starting games down the stretch here. I really don't know. I think this is a tight battle. Uh, Channing Johnson coming in, Blake, from the D2. Uh, and then our guy, Jalen Williams. And I'm going to say this before we get into this, bro, because uh, I probably said it a million times. Jalen Williams could easily be the best player on this team. Jalen Williams, in my opinion, has the potential to already be playing in the NBA. In my opinion, Jalen Williams should already be playing in the NBA. Would he be a superstar? No. But when Jalen Williams is playing like Jalen Williams, he's a hard person to stop because he can do everything. He's so versatile at the four spot, and he's so deadly 
at that 10 to 12 foot range. He really has got that, that little turnaround hook. And he also facing the front, that little floater. He's got that whole area, man, figured out. He's really good in between the free throw line and the bucket inside the paint there, maybe outside a little bit in that mid range. He's got a lot of moves. He's good at passing it out of that four spot. He's a good defender. He's a high IQ player. We all know the deal with Jaden Williams. Blake, he'll start off, he'll have 14 points in the first half, and then he'll pass up open shots in the second half, and it just leaves you scratching your head. You got a guy, Chaney Johnson, coming in here that is hungry to prove what he come from, North Alabama, correct? Um, so one of those D2 teams in Alabama. He's coming in. He's ready to prove that he can play at this level, Six foot seven, 220 pounds. Bruce has raved about his athleticism, and it seems like he came in here and took Jalen's spot. It seems like he's going to be the starter, at least uh, going forward here. Now, obviously, I think Jalen will get to start some games, and he's going to get a whole lot of playing time. I think Jalen is really your sixth man if he doesn't start. And again, when I talked about that bench, boy, I think as the season goes on, I think your bench is going to look like Trey, KD, either Chris or Chatty, the way I'm cool with it. And then Jalen, man, I think Jalen's a six-man type person that you can really build your team around and a guy that's going to get 20 to 25 minutes either way. Blake, how are you feeling about the power forward spot? Another spot where I'm excited, man. Uh, Dustin, I look at Chaney Johnson, man, and I I think he comes in and starts – I think he's got a little more bounce and a, and a little more athleticism than Jalen down at the four. Um, and I, I think this takes a load off of Jalen uh, to not be that superstar where we need you to flip the switch and we need you to get us 18 to 20. All right. Some, some nights he could do it, uh, but, but some nights you just kind of seen him fade into the background and he would get you 15 at half. And then in the second half, he would no show. All right. Um, I, I feel like in your second unit that you just named, man, you just say you have Chad Becker, Mazzara, and Jalen Williams in your second unit with Trey Donaldson, like, mm-hmm. come on, man, He's like, them. And, and KD, like that. That's a unit, bro. And you got Dylan in the paint, like, um, uh, that that's a unit right there. I mean, that's that's you got scoring mm-hmm. options when you when you go to when you go to your bench, um, and and I really feel like Jalen moving. Uh, moving to to that sixth man or, or that second unit, um, I, I think that's going to help him uh, in the long run this year and help this Auburn team. Uh, but I'm excited to see Chaney Johnson, man. They say this cat is electric. Um, the athleticism is raw. He's real. He can get a bucket. Uh, and this is going to help Joe Nye in the long run, folks. Uh, this is going to uh, take a little pressure off of Joe Nye down there in that paint. Um, and, uh, I, I think Chaney and Jalen could help Joe Nye, uh, this year get some major postseason love, uh, some postseason awards and things like that heading into the, uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah. I think you made a lot of good points there. Good. Everything you say, brother. And you mentioned them, the big guy, man, the guy that I think the whole season kind of revolves around me and you said off before we started recording. If this guy gets hurt, this whole season is going to look a whole lot different, right? Everything's going to kind of run through our guys and I broom. 6'10, 240. He's up for all the preseason accolades. I mean, he's on every watch list for every kind of award. Uh, so, and then our guy Dylan Caldwell returning for his 17th season at Auburn. Mr. Auburn, bro, like the Auburn Tiger. Um, at the Ole Miss weekend, dude, I'm not kidding you, Blake. 
I saw him everywhere. I saw him at the baseball scrimmage. I walked right by him two different times. Well, one time he was on a scooter. Um, obviously saw him at the basketball. I mean, he's at the football game. You just see him everywhere. The guy loves Auburn. So uh, one more ride for Dylan Carwell, man. Hopefully we can get him some kind of hardware, SEC, one more SEC ring or something. Because uh, KD, they had a little meet and greet. And uh, I didn't walk through the line. Obviously, that's for kids, you know. But uh, KD was flashing that boy. He was flashing that SEC range. And things look nice. So uh, let's get let's get a guy like Dylan one more of those. Uh, we love Dylan, but it all is going to go through Janai, bro. It really is. And just I don't want to just pass over Dylan. I love the energy that he brings off the bench. We just mentioned what we think the bench is going to look like as the season goes on. That's a perfect guy in that five spot for me. Uh, coming in, giving you big impact minutes. Just needs to improve uh, his defensive positioning sometimes. Hopefully they've worked on that in the offseason. But he's going to come in and give you a lot of effort. He's going to come in and give you high energy. When Dylan's hot, he's catching that alley-oop. He's dunking it. He's playing defense he's, you know, uh, with effort. He's rebounding at a high rate. So I think that with Jalen, with Chad or Chris, whoever it ends up being there at the three, with KD, with A, or excuse me, with Trey, I just love that bench. I really do. I think they all complement each other well. So I think that Dylan knows his role. Dylan's willing to play his role. He's and he's a great team guy. He's great for the locker room. I think Dylan brings a ton to this team. Um, but like I said, man, this team runs through Janai Room. It is. This is Janai's year, and uh, I think he's ready for it, Blake. I think he's ready for it mentally. I think he's ready for it physically. The only thing I would say is, and this is not even really a Janai thing. This is just what this is. Uh, this is on the SEC officials that have no idea what the hell they're calling half the time, and that's the thing that like. I really have kind of had to prepare myself for, for basketball season is like, all right, I'm really going to be banging my head against the wall every night because these SEC basketball officials, dude, they are just, man. Um, (laughs) Dude. I mean, if you, it's so bad, Blake, it's so, it's so bad. And it's, yeah, these guys really need their names on the back of their jerseys, and we need we need to know who they are. These guys are unreal, so I'm not looking forward to that. I'm not I'm not going to go on that rant tonight because we're going to get on that rant most likely 15 times as the season goes on. I go back to the A and M game last year, dude. I go back to the game in Tuscaloosa last year. Just my goodness, bro. But um, yeah. So Janai's got to stay out of foul trouble the best he can. Is the point that I'm getting at here because it's a tough battle. Obviously, uh, a big guy that's down there banging in the paint, man. We just need Janai to stay healthy. We need him to stay out of foul trouble. Other than that, Blake, I'm expecting a a 17 and 10 type year, 17 and 11 type year, just uh, all SEC. If everything goes the way we expect it to, big year for Janai. He actually got some. Uh, you know, there was really a lot of noise about him going pro because he just killed the draft process. So I think that he's going to have a lot of eyes on him, a lot of NBA eyes on him last uh, this year, and I think he's ready for it, man. I agree 100%, and uh, we just got to keep him healthy. Got to keep him healthy. He's already fell once in the in the scrimmage the other day. Scared everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got to keep him healthy. But if we keep him healthy, man, uh, a big year for Jonah, uh, big year for this Auburn basketball team. Um, I, I think they can. Uh, I think they can make some noise. I really do. And you got Dylan. All we need Dylan is just play that role, man. Keep being himself down there. Maybe produce a little bit more offensively. Just a couple more buckets, man. I don't need you to fill it up. Yeah, I got you, buddy. So we're gonna get over here, but uh, we like like Blake was saying, Dylan just needs to play his role. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't need you. I don't need you to fill it up. All right? right. I don't need you to fill it up. I just need you to, to just give me a couple more buckets down there in the paint. For sure. 
All right, man. So that's kind of our breakdown of the roster. We're going to get over here and take a, talk about this non-conference schedule, Blake, because as I was getting ready to uh, doing the prep for this show, I was just – and I knew it. I had gone through it before, but I just like, man, this is – this is a tough one. We're starting off tonight, or we're recording here, like I said, Monday. Uh, if you're watching this Tuesday, then, yeah, we're starting off tonight with Baylor. I think they're ranked 20th. Tough one. You got Notre Dame. That's in Brooklyn. And then depending on how uh, the games, because it's a little four-team tournament, you might end up playing Oklahoma State, depending on how the other game goes in that one. Um, you got Virginia Tech coming in for the first SEC-ACC challenge. You're playing Indiana in Atlanta. You're going to App State, which is just a weird one. You got USC coming back, a, a game that I felt like we gave away in California last year. And then you've got Chattanooga. Um, and Listen, man, Chattanooga is a tough team out of the SOCOM. That's not a team that you can just pass over and say, oh, man, you know, uh, it's Chattanooga. They, they make the tournament a lot. That's a good program. They're well-coached. They have good athletes. And they take basketball seriously at, at University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. So that's not a team that you can just overlook. Bruce really loaded up the non-conference schedule here this year with a lot of tough tests. And when you have a lot of new pieces like we do, that's kind of my question. And when I looked at the non-conference, I said, man, if we can get out of this 10-3, and three, then um, I'll feel pretty good about that. I'll feel good about coming out of this one 10-3 and three, because these are just some tough opponents. And like me and Blake were talking about, if you play these games close, then as I won't say like like if you lose to Baylor by five or six, if you you know if you lose some of these games in that kind of manner, you're almost not penalized for it. The way the RPI works is they're saying, hey, you played a whole bunch of hard games. As long as you win some of them, you can't lose all of them. But if you show that you're competent, you can compete with these high level teams. They're going to reward you for scheduling them. And then make no mistake about it, the SEC is getting a lot better in basketball. There's going to be a ton of tests, obviously, in conference play. So, for me, Blake, the non-conference is about picking up a couple of these wins in these tough games, staying healthy when we're going to need, like you said, we're going to need Janai, we're going to need these guys to, when we come into SEC play. Um, have your lineups figured out by then. Have everybody kind of in a groove, knowing their role, obviously, would be the optimal situation there. Um USC coming into Neville Blake. I know everyone's excited about that because LeBron James, I know this kid has some kind of situ health situation going on to the summer. I didn't look a whole lot into that because I'm going to be honest with you guys. Basketball is my favorite sport, but the way that the game of basketball and everything around it has gone, if it's anything outside of Auburn basketball, I do not pay attention. I had some people messaging me during SEC basketball media days asking me what I thought about Alabama or Arkansas, and I was like, dog. I legit can't name one player on that team. I could tell you 60 kids that play high school football, but I cannot tell you one kid on any other team really outside of Auburn basketball in the SEC. Just going to be honest with you. When the season starts, I'll get in there, and we'll <laughs> we'll get to watching them and checking them out and scouting them out, man. But, like, with the way the portal is and everything now, I keep up with Auburn hoops. So, uh, but uh, I know that baby James coming in there, man, uh, everyone's excited about that USC one. Like I mentioned, we went out there last year. Indiana and Atlanta. We who did we play last year in Atlanta that got us Memphis uh, Memphis Memphis yeah so I know that the guys want to uh to go back out there to Atlanta there's always going to be a big Auburn crowd in Atlanta right and uh, not a good result last year so in Indiana obviously a blue blood all the great years they were Bobby and I rest in peace of the goat recently passed away um, App State's a tricky one this is just a tough one Blake there's just a lot of games I'm looking at here and I, when I I went back over this yesterday when I was making the prep for this show and I was like damn it Bruce. I know what you're doing, but goodness, man. It's tough. It is tough. It's a tough slate, Dustin. Um, but I think this is a slate that can get you ready 
uh, and and get get this team gelled together for SEC play. Um, I think this could propel you into the NCAA tournament. Uh, and and we know Bruce is a master at this. Like he's always going to play a hard non-con. Uh, that's just how he is. That's that's the way he coaches. Baylor, uh, they're they're just a couple years off a national championship. All right, Notre Dame, they're usually a respectable program. I don't think they're I don't think they're going to be that great this year. Uh, we should win that one. Virginia Tech. They'll sneak up on you. They play legit basketball. They're a tough team. Indiana, that's going to be a tough one. All right, that's that's going to be that's going to be a tough one. Um, in Atlanta, we should have the we should have the uh, the upper hand there. Um, and and I think we win that one at App State, like you were saying. That's going to be a tough one on the road. Uh, they can probably shoot it a little bit. Uh, USC, we got to get our lick back, brother. We got to go back and get it. Uh, that's that's in the jungle. We got to get loud for that one. Uh, and Chattanooga, don't sleep on Chattanooga, oh, man. The mocks play ball, bro. Yeah, they uh, they can shoot it. So uh, this is a tough non-con, but I like it. I think uh, this helps this Auburn team in the long run, Dustin. Yeah, you can go back and look at a team like LSU last year. I think LSU went into the SEC undefeated. I think they were like 14-0. If not, they were 14-1 or something. And then they started off, they beat Arkansas. They beat Arkansas handily the first SEC game. And everybody was looking at LSU like, okay, that coach is doing some things, especially the situation. And then they didn't win a game for like two months. So it really is, man, it is really important to play some of these games, find out what you got. Uh, You can sit there and pad your schedule and get 13, 14 wins out the way and have a great record coming into non-conference games. But you're, you're, you're really cheating yourself because you're not facing the fire. You're not, you got to find some things out. And basketball, man, I'm uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get this speech out the way because it's gonna it's gonna happen a couple times during the season. You're going to lose games in basketball. We're about to give our, our prediction on the season here, our, our record prediction. You're going to lose games in basketball. And when you lose, how do you lose? Why do you lose? You, you lose because you don't do things right and it's gonna look bad. So you're going to have nights where you turn the ball over a whole lot, you miss free throws, you don't shoot the ball well, all these things are gonna happen. And in those times, when that happens, what I don't need to see is everybody freaking out, thinking that the world is crashing down, that Auburn basketball is falling apart. That's just not, you know, the way basketball works. This is a tough non-conference. And then when we get into the SEC, we're going to have some tough slates, dude. There's going to be some tough games. There's going to be some tough stretches, obviously, in the SEC as well. It's not the SEC that we grew up on, man. It's just not these teams take it seriously now. Alabama had no choice, Blake. Alabama had no choice but to counter us. What were they going to do? Were they going to let us just sit back and go to Final Fours and and dominate the state with Bruce Pearl? They had to counter. They had to do something. You know how it works. So that's where the SEC is. And you cannot cannot play a soft non-conference schedule and then just roll into the SEC and think, oh, okay, you got it. So if we come out of this non-conference nine and four, which I would I wouldn't be too big of a fan of, I think ten and three is kind of where you need to fall. But if we come out of there nine and four, ten and three, with some close losses, it's, it, I, it, we will be kind of frustrated with it. But it's not going to hurt us at the end of the season. And if you lose a close game to Notre Dame, if you lose a close game versus Indiana. Or maybe if an App State gets you and they go on and win 21 games in the Sun Belt or something, by the end of the season, you'll be okay. And I think you'll be a better team for it in the long run. And then when you get into that SEC game where you're getting tested, it's 72 to 72 with four minutes to go. 
okay, cool. I already saw this when we played Virginia Tech. Okay, cool. I saw this first Chattanooga, or I saw this first Baylor. So that's kind of the thinking there. It is tough, though, but uh, like you said, Bruce does it. I see why he does it, and obviously it works out well because every time that they uh, announce a tournament seed, Blake, we seem to be there, and that should be the goal for Auburn basketball is is get to the big dance. I, re- I really do believe that, and then everything from there just kind of if we can make a run, see how it falls and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you got anything to add on this before we get in here and make our predictions? I uh, just want to say, yeah, the, the expectation should be to get to the big dance. Uh, it should be able to uh, make a sweet 16 appearance. This year, I think this mm-hmm. team is good enough, long enough, can shoot it well enough uh, that we could get to talking to Elite Eight, you know. Um, nice. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of high expectations around this team. I think this Auburn team could make a run. I might be booging. I don't know. I mean, I wear it for a reason, you know. Um, but – it is what it is. I like I like our Tigers. Yeah, I don't think you're booging, man. Um, last year, I said I think we're going to lose 10 or 11 games, and I kind of maintained that the whole year, right? We would lose, and I was like, all right, man, this is what we, this is what I expected. Um, I think that team just kind of was what it was. I think we saw it early. Um, they were a good defensive team. Like you stated at the beginning, 80 seemed impossible. How many times last year, Blake, were me and you like, okay, if we find 70 points, I bet we win this game. Um, I don't think it's going to be that case this year. I think 80 is kind of the floor, going to be the floor most nice. I think we're going to be able to shoot the ball a lot better, uh, produce a lot better on the offensive side, shoot the ball better from three. Obviously, Bruce attacked that as far as the guys that he brought in. So now it's just about health. It's about these guys finding their chemistry. And I trust Bruce Pro to do that. I trust Bruce Pro to put the guys in the best position to win. Um, before we get in and get our predictions, Blake, I did want to do real quick uh, best case, worst case scenario. And I'll say best case scenario for Auburn this year is that we shoot the ball well from deep and that uh, guys like Denver Jones and guys like Chad Baker do what we brought them in to do. They're able to fill it up. They're able to put that ball in the hoop. And then Janai Broom stays healthy and does everything that he's capable of and that we expect him to do, which would lead me to my worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, Janai Broom gets hurt. If Janai Broom gets hurt, then all of a sudden we're looking at having to run small ball lineups, moving Jay Will down to the five whenever Dylan goes out. You're asking Dylan to play a role where he's not comfortable playing as far as starting, playing heavy minutes. You're really going, you're, you're doing a lot of things trying to trying to figure out. Uh, it messes you up all the way. It messes you all the way up to the three spot, really, and how you're going to rotate guys, what you want to do. We need Janai Broom healthy. Uh, the season kind of banks on him. It really does in a lot of ways in his health because if he goes down, then we're just going to get crushed. I can go back to times last year when Janai was out where we just got crushed on the boards. And I hope that a guy like Channing Johnson can help out with that. Um, but there's still just – if Janai is not out there, man, it could be a tough deal. And uh, I go back to a night in Knoxville last year where he got in foul trouble. Dylan was in trouble. We had to put Johan out there. It can just get hairy real quick down there at the five spot for us, man, if those guys aren't healthy. So we need we need Janai to stay healthy. And then uh, off of the health, I would say just Aiden, need Aiden to be as good as advertised. Um, we need Aiden to be what we think he's going to be. This cannot be a Chance Westry situation. It can't. We can't afford that with Aiden. Aiden's got to be a dude that comes in and plays efficiently. And if he's going to be a freshman that has his struggles, especially in our early, you know, like we just went over the non-conference. If Aiden struggles early in that, then I'm not going to be too alarmed as long as he finds it by the time conference play comes around because we need him to be a guy. We really do. We cannot afford for Aiden Holloway to be a bust, Blake. 
No, I'm with you, Dustin. There, uh, you know, I, I remember back to that uh, that Memphis game last year, and and I just kind of said, "Hey, this isn't it." You know, uh, it's just not working out right. Uh, and and I think that's the best case for Auburn, right? Is if all of these transfer additions and and Aiden coming in, and uh, you know, the offensive firepower that this team has, uh, if if Jonah stays healthy, man, th- this Auburn team could roll. This Auburn team could win a lot of games. This Auburn team could be a force in the Southeastern Conference. Worst case scenario, I am 100% on board with you. Jonah Broom has to stay healthy. All right, He has to stay healthy. Uh, if he goes down, I think that is really a detriment to this team, Dustin. Um, and it's a, it's a backbreaker for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, we're going to get out of here, man. Uh, before we do, we're going to throw up our season predictions. Me and Blake both fell at 22 and 9. I'm going to go 10 and 3 in the non conference. And then I believe that we go 12 and 6 in the SEC. And uh, I kind of think that, uh, you know, 6 to 8 seed range again in the NCAA. And I'm not going to make predictions as far as round of 32, Elite Eight, anything like that, because I don't, you know, obviously you got to see how the bracket goes, matchups, blah, 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 blah. But uh, yeah, and one thing I want to say, man, this is this will be my what I want to see this year from this team. One, you obviously got to get your get back on Alabama, okay? You, you at least got to split with them, and that's a challenge I'm issuing out to all Auburn athletics. And we'll have some of the baseball guys on soon, and they know <laughs> I'm going to tell them, hey guys, let's beat Bama this time. But for the for the basketball, you got to get one of them. Um, I want to sweep Georgia this year. That would be nice. I don't want to be splitting with Georgia basketball. I don't care who their head coach is and what direction they freaking think they're going. I don't want to deal with that. Sweep them. Handle your business with Alabama. At least split that. And, Blake, I got a crazy thought. We're going to Gainesville this year. Let's go down there and get a dub And because uh, that's just silly. I'm sick of that one. And let's win a couple games in the SEC tournament. How about that one, big guy? Let's win a couple games in the SEC tournament and not get bounced out in the first round. Maybe not in that, uh, maybe not let Buzz over there at Texas AM make us look ridiculous. Maybe get a couple points first him this year and win that one. So just some things, man, that I would I would like to see. But I'm gonna go with 22 and nine. Blake's going with 22 is nine. Well, here. And uh my final thoughts, man, are just we are really excited for basketball here. I know that a lot of our new subs uh obviously have been football's been rolling. If you're not, if you're somebody uh, that is not, you, you're really here for the football, man. Give Auburn basketball a chance. And the way Blake says it a lot of times for Auburn baseball, give it a chance, dude. It's a ton of fun. Um, we're gonna be in here talking about it as as you've seen this episode and all our guys have been watching lately. Blake's got his hands full. His wife is back to work, so he's 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 uh, he's playing daddy duty, man, taking care of Levi. But my guy's determined to get in here and still make content for you guys and grind and help me out. Uh, so I love Blake for that. I appreciate Blake for that. And uh, so we're still going to be live tonight, Tuesday at 7 p.m. And we're probably going to get out about 10 minutes early to get everybody over so you can get on your couch and watch the basketball game, uh, 8 o'clock on ESPN versus Baylor. And then as the season goes on, we'll just kind of figure it out how we're going to do post game and all that. I would say this week, uh, Blake's traveling to to uh, Otson over there in Eugene for Oregon versus USC. So we got the game Friday night, and I'll probably be covering a high school game Friday night. So I'm going to record the game for Southeast Louisiana and then watch it Saturday morning. I might come in Saturday morning and do an episode breaking down the Baylor game, maybe have one of the guys from the War Report come over and help me out. I'll figure all that out. Um, So we're going to get our basketball schedule worked out. It's a lot going on, obviously, this week. Uh, 
Blake being a daddy, me with work, having my surgery coming up. Got a lot of things going on. The basketball season goes on. We'll get that schedule figured out, and uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that. I promise you we're going to be having – we'll be reviewing every basketball game, previewing, and we're going to stay up on the basketball. Believe me on that. We're not going to be lacking on that. We'll stay up on this for sure. So uh ton of content coming out for you guys. If you have not, man, like the video, share that on social media, subscribe to the channel, and we will see you guys back here Tuesday night. Live show, Friday, 10 a.m. for the preview game for the Arkansas. Y'all already know the deal. War Damn Eagle. We'll see you guys soon. We're out of here. War Damn. Yes, sir.